This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, it's been a dramatic weekend in the Premier League, maybe a decisive one, we'll know later in the season. But there were some big games and some big results. And I'm joined now by John Giles to talk about the matches. Uh, John, we might as well start with Arsenal. Away to Spurs, they have a terrible record. They haven't won there since, I think, 2013, 2014. And Spurs have bullied them a lot over the years. A young team and 2-0 win. What did you make of them? Not just in terms of that game, but it, it takes them eight points clear at the top of the Premier League of Manchester City. What do you make of them, John? Well, I thought they were impressive, Eamon. You know, I thought they, they approached the game well. Uh, just because it was Spurs in a way game, you see teams over the years, even now, they they set up shop early on and they go for a, go for a draw. But Arsenal didn't do that. No. They, they played as if they were playing at home, uh, played well, uh, deserved to win it. I thought Spurs made a bit of a comeback in the second half. Uh, but overall, a really, really good performance and a very, very good win for Arsenal in a very, very important match. Yeah, you could see in the first half, they, as you say, they played as if they were at home and they totally dominated Spurs. Spurs came back at them a bit in the second half, but they didn't, yeah. they didn't yield. The important players for them, this young fella, Saka, who's playing wide on the right, he looks exceptional, John. He's in the England team as well. But you, you know, with young players, sometimes they can start with a bang and then it fizzles out a bit. But there's no sign of him fizzling out, John. In fact, I think he's getting better. Yeah, well, if if they're, if they're the real McCoy, Eamon, that's what happens. You know, yeah. you see kids coming in sometimes to score two goals and papers, he's all over the papers and all that. And then two years later, he's he's, he's not there. Yeah. But it's not that that's not the case with Arsenal. You know, they, 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 they have good young players. Yes. Uh, both the wingers, Martinelli, isn't Martinelli, Martinelli on, the on the left? Yeah. You know, they're, 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 you don't see a team like that now of the last few years who have wide players, I mean, really good wide players. Yeah. Uh, they're few and far between. But, but Arsenal have a few of them. They've they got this kid, Nakatea, as well, who's standing in for um, Jesus, who's injured and going to be out for a little while. And he had yeah. made a very good start at Arsenal. 
Um, no, he's, he's very good. I saw him interview the other day. Did you see him? No. He's a kid that you, you'd love to see do well. Yes. <laughs> you know, there was a real innocence about him. A national supporter, only a kid. Yeah, Liam but, signed but, him when he was 10. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he's, he's, but he was a real kid, Eamon, that was delighted to be, to yes. be doing what he's doing. Yes. You know, yeah. enthusiastic, not, not big-headed anyway, just delighted to be national supporter, actually playing, doing his stuff. And, uh, you know, he's a real good, real good approach to kid. And, you know, there's definitely the young players they have are actually doing it now. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to wait a while. I mean, if they've been in the team, they've had a few, a bit of experience. But, uh, but they're getting better and better. And the manager obviously is encouraging them. I mean, whether it's yeah. Spurs or anywhere else, this is what we do. We go out and we play. There's no, there's no complicated, uh, uh, instructions for the players. It's go out and play, do your best. When we haven't got it, we get it back. Uh, and capable of scoring goals, as we can see. So, it's, it looks good for Arsenal, I mean. Yeah, midfield is a huge area for any team aspiring to any championship or anything. Odegaard and Partey. Thomas Partey played for Atletico and it took him a while to settle in the Premier League. He's playing very well now. He hit the post yesterday with an amazing shot. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Odegaard got a very, very good goal. Um, mm. And Shaka, uh, if, they, yeah. if he can keep his discipline, but there were signs yesterday he was acting the maggot yeah. again. Yeah, I can't take him, Eamon. No. Can't take him. I mean, he committed something yesterday. He went down and pretended yeah. to get it. And he's up fighting. And I think I think at one time I saw him shouting at uh, uh, the Spurs manager. You know, I, I, I can't. I can't. He, he, he does some good things for them, all right. But overall, I, I, I wouldn't trust him when they come into the, the, the end, near the end of the season and the big matches, Eamon. Mean, I think he loses the head too easily. Yes, that's right. But no doubt that Arteta has done a really good job there. Yeah. At the same time, I think we both and everyone in the game respects Antonio Conte. He must be dying, though. They won't give him any, any money to buy serious players. They're aiming for the Champions League spot, they're, but they're, they're fifth at the moment. But they really don't have the quality. And apart from Harry Kane, Son is having a, a poor season. Having trouble scoring goals, which, you know, the, the goals that he gets. And, uh, we'll see. I want to just. Yeah, but, but, uh, sorry, I'm just regarding. Mm. Sorry, but actually, like, Spurs were impressive yesterday. The way they responded in the second half, you know, that was typical Conte. He was being outclassed, but they came back and they came back in the second half. They didn't pack it in. They kept going and going. Yes, but that's I, right. I yeah. agree entirely with you. I mean, he's got to get back. He's got to back him. Yep. Yeah, you know, they're, they're like look at the money Chelsea are spending for it, for yeah, example, and wasting largely, and, and not doing, not doing no, anything. No, you know, like they're all spending money up and around there. I mean, but he's not getting any money. I mean, what he's doing with the players he has is fantastic. You know, that just happened yesterday. Arsenal are, are doing well as well, but they've got better players than than Spurs. But Spurs made a match of it. They didn't pack it in. They came back in the second half as best they could. Uh, but Arsenal were just too good for them on the day. Yeah, and interesting. Next Sunday, John, Manchester United play Arsenal. I think it's at the Emirates, and that will be a big game for both mm. clubs. I want to move on now, John, to the, the City United game. We spoke a bit about it. We were watching the game and yeah. talk, talking to each other during the game. I thought United were very well set up. He put Fred in, an extra man in midfield, 
to man mark De Bruyne, which is quite unusual these days to man yeah. mark someone. I thought that worked. I thought De Bruyne got frustrated. He did make a goal. He made the goal for Grealish uh, eventually late in the second half. But I was impressed with United, John, I have to say. And I'll come to City because you've been saying for weeks now that City weren't really doing it. But I thought United were good for their win. Yeah, yeah, they deserved to win, Eamon. It was a good performance uh, by them. Uh, he said he, he, he put De Bruyne out of the game with, with, with what he did with Fred. Uh, which, but, but, but where De Bruyne plays, Eamon, he's, he, you know where he's going to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I'm not saying, I'm not getting any, taking anything away from Fred because he did a good job on him. But, but De Bruyne is not a midfield player as such. He plays no, on not. the right-hand side in a yes. midfield position, Eamon. Yep. Not right winger, but not not quite that, but definitely on that side. Yes. So you know where he's going to be in every match. Yep. Right. Well, Fred did a good job on him, you know, he apart did. from the, the, the cross that De Bruyne made. Uh, but uh, I thought United were the better with a better team, definitely, over the 90 minutes. Right now, I think we can say hello to Liam Brady, who's going to join us. Liam, how are you doing? I'm good, Eamon. Yeah, good. Well, let's go back to Arsenal, Liam. We just spoke to John about them and how well they started the match. They've had no joy at White Hart Lane for a long time. 2013-2014 season, I think it was the last time they got a result there. But they, they really started from the get-go yesterday. And in the first half... They were like the home team, as John said, and it, it was a very impressive performance. It was, Eamon, and they've been doing that most of this season, really starting the games very, very well. Um, and uh, when they do score, I think something John mentioned uh, going back a month or two is that they go for the second, and yes. that's exactly what they did, you know. Yep. And, uh, you know, getting two goals ahead, they almost put the game out of reach of scores if they defend well, and which they did in the second half. Um, and Ramsdale, the goalkeeper, made a couple of really good saves when he had to. But Arsenal were really, really impressive. Every every player played a real good game. I thought they ran the midfield. Uh, Party was very good. Very unlucky not to score when yeah, he hit the great, post. Yeah. But a great shot. Uh, Odegaard, another great performance. Good goal. Uh, obviously got the break for the first goal, Loris's mistake, uh, yeah. which which helped, you know, if you can get ahead, it helps a lot. Um, but no, Arsenal fully deserved to win, and it was uh, it was a, a, a special victory, I would have to say. I mean, it really was impressive. Yeah, and just want to put this to you, Liam. Uh, they're eight points clear now. They've City twice. They've got to play City twice. And next Sunday, I think at the Emirates, they play Manchester United. They'll be big tests. Now, you and John have both played in championship-winning sides. You're at Juventus, John at Leeds, and top, top clubs. And I want to ask you this question, uh, Liam, about a young side like that, new side, really. This is the point, isn't it, from here on in, and perhaps even from a little bit later on in the last... 10 games where the, the, you really do feel the pressure and that will be the test those two games against City even next Sunday against Man U who are coming on song now that's going to be a real test isn't it? Yeah for sure and you're right to say they, they are a young team 
up to now, they sh haven't shown any nerves. You know, it was a big game yesterday. Yes, yeah. They didn't show any sign of nerves. And when they got a goal ahead, as I said, they went looking for the second and the third. Um, so uh, it, it is great to have that experience under your belt. And Arteta is a manager that hasn't been there either. So yeah. it, it, is, it is a worry. I'm sure all Arsenal fans are kind of thinking, well, are they going to be able to handle the pressure when... You know, the rundown comes maybe March, April. Yeah. Uh, and I was lucky at Juventus and John played in a very experienced Leeds team when they, they won the league. This Arsenal team doesn't have that experience. Yes. But when I was at Juventus, the older hands had been there before and knew knew how to handle it. Yeah. Now, Arsenal don't have that, but sometime you've got to make that breakthrough, Eamon. So I'm hoping that's they can handle the pressure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Right now, we're going to just move on. Before you join us, I just started talking to John Liam about the Manchester United City game. And what did you think of United's performance? I, I thought they were very good. I thought the idea of bringing in Fred to man Mark De Bruyne worked. And I felt sorry for Haaland. I think he only touched the ball nine times in the game. And he looked very frustrated. He hasn't scored now for three matches, but he scored enough. He scored 21 in the season in the Premier League. What did you think of United's performance first and then City? Well, I think the, I think the papers have gone a bit overboard about Manchester United, I, I, I yep. have to say. I mean, you know, I read all the reports and I saw the match. Like, City were dominating in that second half. And they got a goal that they thoroughly deserved when De Bruyne did well to set Grealish, up. Uh, yeah. 
um, Grealish with a good header. You know, and it looked up to me that, you know, they were going to go on and win the game. But it all changed dramatically with, yes. the, with the goal that was given that Fernandez scored. And in my opinion, it shouldn't have been given. And that changed the game in United's favour. Uh, they lifted their spirits uh, and they went and got a second one very quickly. But I thought, I, I thought the press have gone overboard yes. about how United played and, and how well they shut down City. Um, it all changed in that instant for me, Eamon. Yeah, John, we were talking during the game, me and you. I, I think we shared the view that if a player is offside, he must be interfering with play. It was clear that Rashford was three yards offside. He was interfering with play. He was interfering with the goalkeeper's position then. And also, Akanchi, who's the city centre-half at the weekend, he was distracted by Rashford's run because he looked like he was in. And then, of course, Rashford didn't touch the ball, let it run to Fernandez, who finished it off. But it, he was clearly interfering, Rashford, and offside, isn't that... Didn't, that's your view as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that, I mean, you yeah. know, and you'd have to, We'd have to go back and see who who makes up these rules. Because the rule is now that in Rashford's case, although he's, he's in an offside position, if he doesn't touch the ball, Eamon, yeah. he's not offside. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's just madness, you know. They, they can, I read in the paper this morning, and I hope I'm right, that the linesman on the, on the, on, on the, on the far side put his flag up. Yeah. And then when it went to VAR, they ignored that. So you yeah. don't know where you are with the blue. Who made up this rule? No. Who, like, he's obviously offside. In, in, in our day, the three of us, if a player's offside when the pass is made, he's offside. Now they're saying, like, if, if, he's, if, if he doesn't touch the ball, and don't forget, there's no doubt that, that Radford, Rashford was chasing after the ball to get it. Yeah. You know, it's just that Fernandez came in, but of course he's, he's disrupting the, 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 the opposition. It's just madness. I don't know where they're getting them. I don't know who's making the rules. I don't know who's doing it. Uh, I think FIFA are the ones that are responsible for the rules everywhere. But to make it, to bring an offside situation, which used to be fairly simple, when the ball was played in an offside position, it's a free kick out. Yeah. Now, he can be in that position. He's not offside. Uh, and if he, sorry, he's not offside if he doesn't touch the ball. Right. It's now, madness, he, before I go to Liam on, on this, yeah. John, I've, I, I said a couple of months ago on our podcast that I'd had it with her. I thought it should be scrapped. You said to uh, me... Eamon, I'll have to interrupt you there. This is not far. Well, hold on now. The decision mm. is made in the box upstairs. They're the ones who tell the referee, well, they tell the referee, he didn't go to the pitch touchline to look at it. He gave it. He was told there was no interference. He was told to give the goal and he gave it. But I want to talk to you about VAR. I want to talk to Liam about VAR. VAR is now making it a, com a committee, uh, almost to decide these things. We have to get away from it because it's driving people mad. It's not just that particular decision on, on Saturday, which is a huge decision. It's cost City the game, and it leaves us in a situation where we don't know what offside is. Liam, when we were growing up, the golden test was, is the player interfering with play? 
I thought Rashford was interfering with play. You thought he was interfering with play. Did you think that was the rule? Well, it is the rule. Yeah, yeah. If, no, if, they're saying say it I, isn't. Let's say, let's say I'm uh, there's a corner kick and the ball comes out to the edge of the box and someone smashes it. And there's a forward in an offside position standing in front of the goalkeeper and he lets it go through his legs. Yeah. And it goes in the net. Well, they're going to give him offside. But what did they say? What did they say? What was decided on the game against uh, City, uh, uh, United City? Was that Rashford wasn't interfering when, of course, he was. Yes. Now it's not VAR that does that, Eamon. That's, that's right. Some bloke. That's some bloke. Yes. Some referee uh, up in the box that, deciding. Yeah. No, we're going to give the goal because he hasn't touched it. It was a completely wrong decision, absolutely yes. wrong decision. Huh. But that didn't have anything to do with VAR. Well, it did like, because time again we've done this podcast, Damon, and we've said it's not it's not the the video film that they're no, watching. No. It's, it's the them themselves who are making yes. the call. Yeah, it, it's the people. Yeah. I, and John, so you're yeah, I mean, if it, again. It's not VAR. It, 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 it's obvious to us that he should be offside. He should give offside a Yes, but, but the rule now is. That he's not off. He's not offside un, until he touches the ball. That's that's not far. That that's 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 the, the the rule that they've made. Right. You know, it's just crazy. I mean, anytime anybody anybody body that's on the pitch is interfering with play. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's it's it's. I don't know who's made up this rule, Eamon, but it, it's just it's just so stupid that you know that. that all you got to do is, is the linesman apparently I read this morning had his flag up. Yeah, that he was offside. They ignored that. Okay. So we don't know who's making the flipping rules in in, in what they were doing. But but I know I do understand VARs is it can be a nuisance order. But this this is nothing to do with VAR. This was a rule they made. Yeah. Amen. It's a rule they made, and, and it, because the fellow went obviously the valid and VAR didn't do the didn't do do what was right. But the fact is, this was this is a rule they've made up that a fella can stand offside. Like stand, he was well offside, as we know, and then he's chasing the ball, you know. And it was lucky enough. But now, Cle- no, he was clever. Rashford was was clever, John. He 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 didn't touch the ball. He he it was he kind of shepherded the, the the defender away from the ball. He took the defender's yeah. eye off Fernandez because the yeah. defender thought. Damon, did he do that because he knew the rules, or did he do it because it was it was to help Fernando? Uh, I think he did. Ball? I think he did it because he knew if he touched it, he'd be called offside. No. Of course, that's why. Sure, he would have been in on goal himself easier. It would have been an easier chance. He he didn't touch the ball because he knew if he touched it, he knew he'd been offside. Liam, I just want I, John. You said to me on Saturday, unless I had too much to drink. That you are you've you've had it with VAR. What are you laughing at? Liam? No, 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 no. I, you you I, haven't I, had it with VAR. You you still no, stick no, by I VAR. Not VAR. This, okay. this, this wasn't a VAR decision. Oh, right. Damon. It was a VAR decision, John. It was made by Oliver, who's the third referee up in the box. He told the referee, "Good goal." The referee never went near any monitor. Yeah, it's only because the rules are in that way. You know, the, John, it's the John, rule of John, the thing that, that 
But do you, it's you not, can't. It's not far that made up. It wasn't far that made up the rule. It was far, John. Don't touch the ball. Jesus. John Oliver was the official in charge of VAR, right? And he told the referee that the goal was good. That has something to do with VAR. Liam, can I ask you to, for your view, has this got something to do with VAR? Yeah, of course. The, the video, the video assistant, uh, yeah. isn't it? Isn't it? Is that what it's called? The video yes. assistant or something like that. So yeah. I don't know what his title it was, is. It was it? I didn't know who it was. It, it was, was Oliver, like young, young yeah. He thinks he's the yeah, best well, he, referee in the world. He's at fault. Not the film. Not the video of the film. No, it's him. He, it's him. He's at fault. Yeah. As they are time and time again for interpreting the rules wrong. It, it, it impacted on the city defence. They couldn't go exactly. towards that ball because Rashford was in front of them. Exactly. So you had to be interfering with play. Exactly. So it was unfair. Now I want to go back to you, Liam, uh, and to John about City. John has been saying for weeks, and uh, as with 99% of the things he says, I think he's been right, that City have not been themselves. They're not playing as well, as fluently as in other seasons. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I've said it as well. I've agreed yeah, with yeah. John over the last few years. I think I've said myself, Eamon, I think there's a complacency about Manchester City in some games. You know, some yes. games they think they think it's just going to be a stroll in the park, you know. They yeah. lost at home to Brentford 2-0 or 2-1, I think it was. You know, that shouldn't happen, should it? You know, no. the golfing fast between those teams. And I've always thought City have had some complacency about them. Uh, and, you know, when Arsenal got that few points lead, I thought, well, that's that's going to be healthy because I think City are more likely to slip up than Arsenal, to be quite honest, because there is that complacency in them. And Guardiola is always trying to chop and change things and, you know, different teams and things like that. And I don't, I don't really get it, you know. No. Uh, so, so I, I, and he said, I think he said after the match, well, you know, that's us out of the league now, type of thing. You know, yeah. I don't know what he's playing at. They're not out of the league at all. If they beat Arsenal twice, they're very much back in it. You now, know? I want to put something to you and to put it to John. John, Didi Hamam said before Manchester City signed Erling Haaland that it would be a bad move for the club, that he might get 40 goals in the season, but the way City play would have to change. And he came out again on... Thursday or Friday, and said it again. I think, watching Haaland, he got nine touches on Saturday. I'll put it to you first, Liam, that I think Haaland is a great old-fashioned centre-forward. I think he'll score, he'll break all the goal-scoring records. But the way City play for an old-fashioned centre-forward, the ball doesn't get to him quickly enough. They're not direct enough. They play too many short passes. And for a striker, that kills you. What do you think of that? I'm not so sure, Eamon. Uh, okay, they, they didn't create maybe as, as, as many clear-cut chances as they normally do. But I thought Manchester United defended very well. Yes. And they stopped the supply getting to Haaland. They were very, very tight on them. Yes. You know, but you have to give teams credit of learning how to play against them, Eamon, as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, when he, came, when he came first, nobody knew what they were up against. Now they've studied them and watched them. And he's he's not got a great touch, uh, uh, you know. He's not he's not going to dribble his way out of things. 
you know, he's a, he's a kind of centre forward that if you play it up to him, he lays it off and then he makes a run to get in a, in a goal scoring position. And maybe, maybe, uh, Diddy has a point. Maybe Manchester, Manchester City are not direct enough for him. But, you know, if he score, if he's going to score 40 goals, as Diddy said he might do, uh, well, that'll probably be good enough to win the league, I mean, you know. If, you know. Okay, John, what do you make of that? We talked briefly about it before. I, I yeah. agree. I, it never occurred to me. I thought they'd be invincible with Haaland, but I can see it now. And even looking at Sunday, at Saturday's match against United, I could see him making runs in behind people, but no ball was coming. It was going square. It was an extra pass. Yeah, well, it, 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 I mean, it's a long, hard season. And I think it's, it's very easy to, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he, he was the best in the world. No, to be fair to Didi, Didi said it before they signed him. Well, we, we, you'd have to wait until the season, season goes through. Right. I mean, I'm just asking you for your view uh, at the moment. No, I can understand. I can understand. I can understand what he's saying, and I respect Didi's uh, uh, statement on it. You know, it could well be the case that, uh, despite the fact that he scored 40 goals, uh, he's not. He's, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not really doing it for City. Because because of the way in which yes. they play, but they that, share that the could, goals that around. Could well, be the case, yeah. but but uh, it, it's it's. I'd rather wait and see, Eamon. I'd okay. rather see a lot yeah. more matches than than we're only halfway through the season now. We scored a record number of goals. Uh, City are not playing well at the moment. I don't think they played well for a while, Eamon. I think what what happens with with uh, with uh, with Pep is that. I think he he looks at the game in a certain way that changes and changes and changes and changes uh, and looking for uh, something that's never happened before in football. Yes, yeah. That's the way I see him. And in other words, it's too complicated, Damon. That's the way I see. That's the way I see City at the moment. Yeah, Liam. I've I've always had this thing about Pep. He he's gone to big clubs, Bayern Munich. Uh, Barcelona, of course, with uh, Messi and Iniesta, Xavi, and all of that. I've always felt he's a bit too clever by half. He made he, he fielded the team Champions League final against Chelsea, and he made changes in midfield that were daft. I think he just tries to be too clever by half, but yet he he's got stacks of leagues won everywhere: Germany, Spain, England. Now, and I have that reservation about him. Do you recognise that at all? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think, uh, as John said, he's 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 trying things. He's making it uh, a lot more complicated the game than it needs to be. You know, for for example, he he seems to be bringing his fullbacks into midfield. You know, yes. been on for yeah. quite a few months. Um, okay, he, he he's he's won the league last year and he's won all umpteen leagues across the world, but he's. He's had the he's had the financial clout more than anybody, Eamon. Yes, in, of course he has. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe in Spain he had Real Madrid matching him, but since he's been uh, gone from Barcelona, uh, he's uh, Bayern Munich were yeah. you know odds on certainties to win yeah. to win the league year in year out, and and Manchester City probably the same. You know, I think uh, uh, he's had that going in his favour. Uh, now, is he? Would he? Would he be a wonderful, wonderful manager at somewhere like Aston Villa? Or I doubt it very much. You know. So, 
football football is not as complicated as Guardiola is making it out to be. I agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that as well, Amy. And now, John, let me ask you about Liverpool. After the Brighton, they got hammered by Brighton. I watched the match, actually. And there's a young Irish lad playing Evan Ferguson for Brighton, who looks like he might be special. He's only 18, but he's he's in the first team and he deserves to be in it. Klopp said afterwards at the press conference, he, he said, I take full responsibility for this. It's the worst I've ever seen a team of mine play. That includes um, at Mainz uh, and at Dortmund. He said, I tried a formation, it didn't work, and I'm sorry. It was quite abject and quite brave and humble, really. Uh, how badly off are they, John? Well, very bad, I mean, by yeah. Liverpool standards, as we know, by results. You know, yeah. really, you can see the results, you see the way they're playing. Yeah. I know they've had a few injuries, but even before that, they haven't played well. There's something amiss, Simon, and we, I don't know what it is. But right. I, we did speak last week. They had a lot of injuries now, to be fair. Uh, and Nunes was injured uh, for the Brighton match, for example. But they had, you know, Jota um, injured. And they, they've they've lost a lot of players through injury. But even so, in midfield, for example, they're wrong. It's wrong. Well, it, it, it's on the pitch, Eamon. I mean, they, they, they're not playing the top teams at the moment. That's, that's uh, really... Beating them well, yes. Um, so the players they have should be better than the players they're playing against even now. They shouldn't be getting beaten three, and, and the manager shouldn't be saying, "Well, it's the worstest play I've ever seen." But I, and it's it's not just now, I mean, it's from since the start of the season. Yes. it hasn't been right since the start of the season. And the, 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 and we did say last week the good thing about football: if there's something wrong, it manifests itself on the pitch. Yeah, that's that's the that's the great thing about football. We don't know. I, I I keep going back to the Salah situation. Yes. Uh, with the with the increase in it, does it does it destroy the team morale? Does it destroy the team spirit? It can happen. Money corrupts. Uh, but there's something not right. Anyway, I mean, I don't. Yes. Uh, that's my that'd be my take on it. Uh, but Liverpool are not the Liverpool that we've had for the last few years, and, and they have had injuries. But even with when they had the players fit, a lot of the players fit they, from the start of the season. They haven't been the Liverpool team that we've been used to. Yeah, Liam, uh, I'd like your take on Liverpool. They, I mean, again, I preface it by saying I think they're just too easy to play against them. Teams are playing through them. And if it weren't for Alisson, who himself made a mistake last week, they'd be a lot worse off in the goals against department. Well, I was uh, I was in a uh, in a play zone and I could watch the game live as well. And honestly, it, it was a really, really poor Liverpool performance. The worst. The worst I've seen on the club, really. Brighton could have won five or six. Yes. Uh, uh, second to the ball all the time. Midfield, nothing. Uh, Brighton just dominated totally midfield and created chance after chance. And uh, you mentioned the goalkeeper. He had another good game, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it really was bad. And I know they have injuries, but I would agree with John. The players they're putting out on the park should be good enough to, to to do better than that. So there there is there is something wrong between uh, uh, the player, the manager, and maybe maybe the, 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 the people who are running the club. I don't know. Um, well, they've said they're willing to they, sell. They, is there, is there rumours that they're trying to sell? Yeah, they've said that they're willing to sell. Fenway Sports yeah. Group, 
who are the owners, the Americans, they said uh, or hinted that they're willing to sell. Did you notice? Well, that that, that doesn't help club in no. general. No, it doesn't help the manager. Uh, it doesn't help the the playing staff, the coaching staff. Nobody really knows where they are if that's the case. And it's uh, uh, John might have a point as well. You know, Salah getting all the money he did. Um, maybe has created a little bit of animosity in the dressing room. I don't know. I, I shouldn't think so. I should, the Liverpool players should be happy to have somebody like Salah in the team, but I don't know. It, it hasn't worked this season at all. And uh, I've watched them now a few times. I thought they turned the corner. Didn't they beat Manchester City earlier in the season? Um, yeah. At Anfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they played, they were look, looked like they were back to their best when Salah scored that goal straight from uh, uh, Allison's kick, kick yes. long kick. You remember? Cancelo. Yeah. And I thought, oh, they really were up for that game. But since that game, they've they've gone back to square one. It's uh, it's really worrying for, for Liverpool. Yeah. Eamon, can I just say yeah. something there? You know, when they beat, beat they won that, that game, Liam says is right. The next match they played, I think, was at Notts Forest, and they got beat. Yes. So they never got a run going. I think it was. No. I knew they had. They knew they had to pick it up for the Manchester City match. You know. Yes. But anyway, it's it's very it's it's. A, but but I, I I did I forgot to mention that Liam's mentioned that the, the selling the club, I mean. Yes. Like, that doesn't do anybody any good. I mean, first of all, Klopp has to think what what's my situation going to be. The players will think what's what's our situation to be. Yes. Something like that. It's it's very very hard to build the team spirit that Liverpool had. Yes, it's very hard to do it, and it's very very easy to destroy it. Yes. Um, okay, John and Liam, I'm grateful to both of you. John, just before you go, I know a lot of people, Leeds fans, listen to the podcast to see mm. what you have to say. Now, we watched the Villa Leeds match. Villa were awful, and Leeds were very unlucky. Are you hopeful yeah. that they'll stay up? They're only about, they're only two points away from the bottom three. Yeah. What yeah, do you there's think? There's loads down there, Eamon, isn't there? There is, you know yeah. It's a, it's a full house. Leicester, Wolves, Bournemouth, West Ham, Everton, Southampton, yeah. and Leeds. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're above them, and, but it's not, it's not the way to. Actually, I think that's the best I've seen Leeds play. I'd be more hopeful after seeing that match, I mean, despite the, the, the fact that they lost. I thought they were unlucky in the game, and they showed the spirit that I didn't, that I haven't seen from some of the other clubs beneath them. Right. You know. So yeah. As far as the Leeds fans are concerned, I'm more, I'm more optimistic now after the weekend matches than I was before. And Liam, just for Arsenal fans, this is high altitude now, isn't it? <laughs> they need oxygen soon. It's a fantastic achievement by Arteta on on the face of it, Liam. Are you optimistic that they can hang on, or do you think? It's yeah, I am, Eamon. I am, Eamon. I'm, I'm very encouraged by the way they're playing. You know, not, uh, I think I said at the start of the podcast today. They're not showing any sign of nerves. No, no. You know? Yeah. And, and they look as if they're, you know, they're all together, really, really together. So, uh, yeah, I am optimistic. At the start of the season, top four, I would have grabbed, snatched your hand off. But uh, now, you know, the position they're in, I'm actually thinking they can do it. And the Man U game, obviously, next Sunday is a biggie. Yeah, well, if they play like they did against Spurs, I think they'll beat Man U. 
Okay, uh, John and Liam, it's a fantastic pleasure for all of us to have you on the podcast. John Giles and Liam Brady, two great players, two great judges of the game. And we're grateful to them. We're grateful to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.